الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وقال ربكم ادعوني استجب لكم ان الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخلين صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen brothers and sisters in islam allah taala has enabled us to witness the mubarak day of the 15th of shaaban we had the opportunity to be turning to allah taala may allah taala accept whatever efforts were made whatever duas were made whatever ibadat was made may allah taala accept it and make it a means of us gaining that forgiveness may allah taala make it a means of us proceeding towards the month of ramadan with a true vigor with a true motivation and yearning to acquire the maximum benefit in the mubarak month of ramadan may allah taala keep us till that mubarak month and enable us to see the month through and receive the tremendous blessings and bounties of allah taala so this is one thing to make sure for that allah taala grants us granted us this opportunity and to also be very hopeful that inshallah we have received the forgiveness of allah taala but now to move on towards the month of ramadan in a manner that we gain the maximum these days that are ticking by these are extremely important days as we have many times discussed already the aspect of a preparation that happens in advance for some function some occasion so this is all preparation time and to the extent of the preparation to that extent is the benefit and if there is no preparation then the benefit will be very reduced and sometimes allah forbid the time gets wasted so we have already discussed a lot about the preparation in general how we should be focusing ourselves what we should be doing these things have been discussed sometimes we may we may wonder that every day and every other day there's something being told to us about this effort to make and that struggle to make and that kind of sacrifices to make and and where will this all finish off where will this finish off every other day something and every sacrifice and every you will make an effort and work hard so where will this finish off So where will it finish off it will finish off in jannat it will finish off in the unimaginable bounties of jannat it will finish off even in jannat the reflection of jannat in dunya the peace of mind the tranquility the enjoyment of life working hard making an effort making sacrifices 
These are things people are doing all over the place. Somebody thinks that deen, they don't want to make sacrifices in deen, they don't want to make an effort for deen, so they whole time and effort and everything is getting spent in dunya. And not that they're getting much out of it. It outwardly seems that the person is having a grand time. Our Hazrat Allah, Hazrat Shah Hakim Akhtar Sahib Rahmatullah he, one couplet of his, which is very, very deep, and really it's something that can't pay a price for this couplet. So, in this couplet what he says is, that Dushmano ko eshe abo gil diya, or dosto ko apna darde dil diya. This is the first couplet. In this he says that there's two classes of people in dunya. There are two categories. The one category, these are the enemies of Allah Ta'ala. And the other category, these are the friends of Allah Ta'ala. So as far as the enemies of Allah Ta'ala are concerned, Allah Ta'ala gave them Eshe Abo Gil. Gave them the leisures and pleasures of life, meaning the means of leisures and pleasures. They think that they are enjoying a grand time, so it's all opened out to them. Go, do what you want. Because you don't want Akhirat. You don't want Allah Ta'ala. So go, see how far you go. What are you going to do? How far are you going to go? So now, how far does a person go? Somebody thinks, well, I'm very free. So what I'm free for? So now he gets involved in, for example, somebody gets involved in drugs. Somebody gets involved in looking at haram. Somebody gets involved in some other sins, somebody gets caught up in some illicit contacts, all these kinds of things. Now, that was supposed to be part of freedom. So another person should be having the freedom that he wants. He's apparently free, nobody's stopping him. He's going in his own time, he got his money, he's doing what he wants to do. He's going committing haram here, there and everywhere. But then what? Is he free to just carry on with life like nothing happened? Then the consequences come. And then his life starts becoming a real misery, a real wreck. Now the person is caught up in that addiction of looking at haram. That addiction of illicit chatting. That addiction of so many other harams and sins. And that becomes such a grip on the person's life that now he cannot have any fulfillment of any sort to do the right things, to be able to have some respect within his own family, to be able to uh, have a good family life. Nothing. It's all now just one rat race that the person is in and just trying to satisfy a thirst and a quench, to quench a thirst of this, uh, the entertainment, and this thirst for some kind of fun, and this thirst for all these kind of things, which will never ever be satisfied. Because these are all artificial things, they are all futile things, and this thirst is actually a thirst of the heart to be fulfilled. And these artificial things cannot fulfill something like that. Like a person has a natural need to eat. He has a natural need to drink 
and quench his thirst. Now, in order to eat and quench, satisfy his hunger, he eats some artificial fruit. He eats something, bites onto some artificial vegetables. He bites onto some artificial meat. So what nourishment is going to give him? Is it going to fill his stomach in any way? It will increase the hunger and it will also harm him tremendously. Person is thirsty, he needs to drink water. So what is he drinking? He is drinking salty water. He is drinking the water of the ocean. So is that going to quench his thirst? That is going to increase the thirst. And the too much of the salty water will also be very harmful for him. So likewise, the heart has a yearning for this peace. The heart has a yearning for the sukoon, for this contentment. It yearns for that. And without it, it is restless. Now just like a person who is hungry and is eating artificial fruit, he's eating artificial food, that's not going to quench his thirst, not going to satisfy his hunger, it's just going to increase it. Likewise, the person who is trying to satisfy this hunger of the heart with artificial things, with futile things, with haram things, then this is just like that artificial food can't quench, can't satisfy the hunger of the stomach. This is even more far-fetched that these artificial things will ever fulfill the need of the heart. So what happens now? The heart is in constant misery. So this is what Hazrat is saying, that on the one hand, Dushmano ko eshe abo gildia, but then on the other side, those who are sacrificing for Allah Ta'ala, dosto ko apna darde dil diya. That the friends of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala gave them something also. What did Allah Ta'ala give them? Darde dil. Allah Ta'ala gave them His muhabbat in their hearts. Now the heart needs something. The heart is hungry for something. And now this is the real nourishment of the heart, muhabbat. The muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. The muhabbat of deen. The muhabbat of what Allah Ta'ala has asked us to have muhabbat for. Nabi Islam has asked us to have muhabbat for. That is the nourishment of the heart. And now that the heart is getting this nourishment, the heart is at peace. The heart is tranquil. So Hazrat says that Dushmano ko eshe abo gil diya Dosto ko apna darde dil diya That the Friends of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala blessed them with His Mahabbat, with His love. But now what is the outcome of both these things? How does this play out? So the enemies, they had all the leisures and pleasures and comforts, the apparent things, what appeared to be very, very fun-filled, appeared to be very enjoyable, pleasurable, outwardly it seemed like this. But what was the outcome? Unku sahil pe bhi tuhyani mili. Hamku tufano me bhi sahil mila. That these people are apparently on the shore because it's all like all found for them and they can do what they want, they can go where they want, they don't have to be thinking now, but now can I go to this fair? No, I can't go. It's not the right place to be. This is all against the spirit of shariat and deen, even if there's no music and intermingling there. Because there's other things carrying on. And uh, if there's all this music and intermingling and all, it's even far, far, far worse. So, whatever the case is now, this person now is thinking and deliberating. But the kafir, the disbeliever, and those who are far away from Allah Ta'ala, they don't even, this doesn't cross their minds. 
this doesn't even cross their mind. They have no issue with all these things. For them, life is free. Do what you want. Go where you want, want to. And don't bother about anything. Dress how you want. Talk how you want. Behave how you want. And everything will be fine. You don't have to worry about your behavior. You don't have to worry about whether you are speaking the truth or you are lying. You don't have to worry about that. Because uh, this, that consciousness of Akhirat is now far away. So it doesn't matter now whether you're exaggerating something, whether you're saying something that's factual, whether you are talking something that is just to cover yourself, you are putting the blame on somebody else or something else. Many times these kind of things happen. Unfortunately, somebody wants to save themselves from some wrong that they did. Now they're taking the name of some other student. Sometimes Allah forbid they're taking the Mollima's name, the teacher's names. So, where there's no problem really, but the problem is within. The problem is in the person himself or herself. But now to discover up, we now, somebody else must now take the blame for something. So, a person who doesn't have this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, they will do anything. Doesn't matter to them. But what is the end result? So, Azad says that, Unku sahil pe mili. Outwardly it seemed like everything is fine now, they are on the shore. So on the shore, they are safe. This is what it appears. But even on the shore, they were battered by storms. Battered by storms in their heart. Totally restless. No tranquility, no peace, no comfort within their hearts. That comfort is not outside. If there is something comfortable outside, but the heart is at comfort, then very good. The heart is at peace and tranquil, then that external comfort will also be a very big na'mat and it will also be something that one will appreciate and enjoy. But if the comfort is not in the heart, then these external things can't give anything. So, Hazrat is saying that Tughyan, Sahil pe bhi unko Tughyani mili. Though they are on the shore, but on the shore also they are being battered by storms. And the storm is really in the heart. Outwardly the person seems to be very, very tranquil and seems everything is very great. But ask his heart, ask him. Ask the number of people who, they don't know whether they are coming or going. They are not sure what to do, which direction to turn in, what next to do. So, this is the first thing that he says regarding those who are far away from Allah Ta'ala. And as far as the friends of Allah Ta'ala, those who he has blessed with his muhabbat, so they are saying, that or tufano may be hamku sahil mila. So they're saying tufano may be hamku sahil mila. That even when we were in the midst of storms, meaning external difficulties, external hardships, the sacrifices that were demanded and were required of us, the conditions that came about in our context, for example. The person now had to appear, sort of, be aloof from everybody else because everybody now wants to do the wrong thing, so you stay away, stay alone. So outwardly this was like a tough thing. It was something that was very difficult. But, let's say that despite these storms battering the person outwardly, but Tufano may be Hamku Sahil Mila. That in the midst of all these storms also, we were blessed with that shaw as if we were comfortable because the heart, Allah Ta'ala put comfort in the heart. 
Allah Ta'ala put peace and serenity in the heart. So the heart was comfortable. And when the heart was comfortable, therefore a person was able to overcome the challenges of life and though he felt whatever the uh, sacrifices were, but he was still happy and content with Allah Ta'ala. His heart was at peace with Allah Ta'ala. Being insan, being human, he will feel the challenges of life as well. But his heart will still be at peace with Allah Ta'ala. So this is what the issue is, that we need to inculcate this bond with Allah Ta'ala. And when this bond with Allah Ta'ala has been developed, has been created, now it won't be that how long will this carry on for? Make this ibadat and make that dua and make this tasbihat and this tahajjud salah and then this and the month of Ramadan now coming. It won't be that now there is a sacrifice involved here. I need to now really steal myself, make myself very strong to be able to undertake this. Initially that how it happens. But when a person remains steadfast, person perseveres, then let alone that a person is able to undertake whatever sacrifices are required and that never crosses the mind that when will all this finish? Rather, a person now looks forward and a person actually enjoys exerting oneself for Allah Ta'ala. Now the Salah and all the other requirements of Deen no more remain a burden. Instead, they become a pleasure. A person just as he looks forward to eating something when he is hungry, he is eager, nobody has to give him any bayan, nobody has to talk to him and coax him and encourage him. He naturally moves towards that food. And if no food is available, he goes looking around for something somewhere. So likewise, the hunger for ibadat comes in the heart of a person. And he gets that satisfaction and joy out of ibadat. Though that feeling is not the objective. But then in time Allah Ta'ala blesses the person with the joy of ibadat. As Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, قُرَّةُ عَيْنِ فِي الصَّلَاةِ The coolness of my eyes is in salah. This is an expression, coolness of my eyes. When a person is happy, then it is stated that the tears that roll out of the eyes out of happiness. One is the tears that come out of grief, out of sadness, out of pain. There's also tears are shed on those occasions. But there are certain occasions when tears are shed, but it is not out of pain or grief. We have heard this, we have experienced it also, tears of happiness. Person becomes so overjoyed suddenly, that the person starts tearing, starts crying out of happiness. Now what is something that has been expressed and explained is, that the tears that come out of grief, sadness, pain, etc., those tears are hot, meaning there's some heat, some, some degree of heat in those tears. And the tears that come out of happiness, those tears don't have any heat in it. They are cool. So that is where this expression came from, coolness of the eyes. Because those tears that come out of happiness are cool. So in other words, a person is so happy that the tears also are coming, is cooling his eyes. So when a person is told, may this be the coolness of your eyes, means may you be very happy with it. In the Quran Sharif also, we have been taught to make dua, Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yun wa ja'alna lil imama. 
those who obviously have spouses, they are married, so they will make this dua, they have children, they will make this dua. And even those who are not married, they will make this dua with the niyyat that the day Allah Ta'ala grants me a spouse, and the day I have a family, then this is the type of family I want. That Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yun. Ya Allah, you bless us with spouses and children who will be qurrata a'yun, who will be the coolness of our eyes, the same expression. Will be the coolness of our eyes. The real coolness of a mu'min's eyes are when he sees his children in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Therefore, the next thing that has been asked for is, وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ imama. Ya Allah, make us the leaders of those who are muttaqi. In other words, we must have offspring who are pious, who have taqwa, and we should be the leaders of people and offspring that are pious, so we should also be pious. So this is the main aspect of the coolness of the eyes, but a person's eyes are not necessarily cooled entirely if he sees that child in pain. So while this is the main aspect asked for, that Ya Allah, my children, my offspring, my family should be the coolness of my eyes in deen, that they must have taqwa in them. When it is salah time, I am not being having to see now what's going on, who is performing the salah, not... My children are spontaneously moving towards Salah. They are performing the Salah diligently. When I walk into the house, I see that they are now, somebody is engaged in Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, somebody is learning something of Deen. Obviously, these things don't happen 24-7 as they say. But from time to time, there's a fixed time for these things. All the aspects of Ibadat are being fulfilled. There is learning and teaching of Deen taking place. There is encouraging one another towards the learning of deen, towards practicing deen, towards getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. So, when a person sees this, then this brings coolness to his eyes. But supposing, if he sees the child in deen, mashallah, but the child is in some pain, in terms of dunya, then that too makes the parent pain. So now when he is asking and making dua, qurrata a'yun, Ya Allah, make my children, my offspring, my family, the coolness of my eyes, he is asking for all the afiyat and safety from calamities of dunya also, and for ease and for prosperity in dunya as well. So this is a very comprehensive dua. On the one hand, it primarily brings in the aspect of deen, and together with that, all our needs of dunya and all our requirements of dunya and whatever we feel that we should have in dunya, that too takes, it gets taken care of. So this is the aspect that we... Um, we should be making dua for. So, this dua has been taught to us in the Quran Sharif, so we should be making this dua. But what we were discussing is that the coolness of the eyes, the coolness of the eyes is this happiness. And Allah Ta'ala grants this to the person who bonds with Allah Ta'ala. Who, now no more, like we, we, we digressed on the point when Nabi Salaam said that my, the coolness of my eyes is in Salah. In other words, I am so happy to perform Salah. Salah is actually the comfort that I want. And therefore, Nabi Salaam performed lengthy rakats. Such lengthy rakats that his feet would swell. This is in Tahajjud. His feet would swell out of the length of time that he remains standing on one spot. When there is no movement, then and a person is now standing at one spot, after a while now, he will start creating some swelling on his feet. So this was as a result of the very lengthy rakats that Rasulullah used to perform. But this lengthy rakat was not a burden to him. It became a joy to him. And he
He said, Qurratu Aini fi Salah. The coolness of my eyes is in Salah. So, this is where the happiness comes then. A person looks forward to Ibadat. A person looks forward to righteousness. A person looks forward to sacrificing for Deen. A person looks forward to making an effort for Deen. So, this is the mindset that will be then created. So, we should be also in this sense turning to Allah Taala. Then when a person now has over a period of time pushed oneself, sacrificed, made that effort, then it opens out. And now a person doesn't ask, when will this be, when will this finish off? Rather he's waiting for it to have more opportunities. As one great alim, Allama Sayyid Suleiman Nadwi Rahmatullah after he came into contact with Sadat Mashaf Ali Thanvi Rahmatullah and then there was another taste in his life. And that's when he said this couplet, ke wa'ada aane ka shab-e akhir mein hai, subah se intizare sham hai. Wa'ada milne ka shab-e akhir mein hai. Now what he's referring to is that in the last one third of the night, in the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that Allah Ta'ala Himself proclaims that is there anybody seeking forgiveness, I may forgive him. Is there anybody seeking sustenance, I may grant him sustenance. Anybody seeking help, I may give him help. Allah Ta'ala himself is calling out. So now that is at the time of the Hajjud. So in other words, there is an appointment. Allah Ta'ala has made an appointment to meet his servant. This is all figuratively speaking obviously. It is as if that there is an appointment with Allah Ta'ala to meet at the time of the Hajjud. Where a person can now talk to Allah Ta'ala directly and he can beg from Allah Ta'ala, and he can put forward his needs to Allah Ta'ala, and he can ask for all his requirements and needs of deen and dunya, and get all his problems solved from Allah Ta'ala. So now this appointment is at the last one-third of the night, the last part of the night. So he says that, وَعَدَا مِلْنَي ka شَبَ akhir mein hai, subah se intizare sham hai. But this appointment, because there is this appointment, the person from the morning can't wait for the evening to come and can't wait for the night to pass so that the last portion of the night comes and he can be standing in front of Allah Ta'ala. He can be raising his hands and making dua to Allah Ta'ala. He can be begging and turning to Allah Ta'ala. But now, outwardly for us, this is a very difficult thing. To wake up in the last portion of the night, sometimes it's cold and sometimes it's a very, very short night in summer and in winter it's a long night so it's very cold. So all these are challenges. So for us it becomes very, very difficult. And almost sometimes for some people like an impossibility. Some people can't make, they battle to wake up for Fajr. They say, where are they going to wake up for Tahajjud if they can't wake up for Fajr properly? But when the true love of Allah Ta'ala comes in the heart, now he says that the morning comes, I'm already waiting for the night. I'm already waiting for the last part of the night. Because of this conversation with Allah Ta'ala, this communication with Allah Ta'ala, because of this pleasure that Allah Ta'ala puts in the heart, this bond that Allah Ta'ala creates in the heart with Himself, now for that I am waiting for the last part of the night. So it no more remains a burden. It no more becomes easy. It rather it becomes a pleasure. It becomes enjoyable. To give up sin, no more becomes, remains a burden. Not just that it becomes easy. It becomes a pleasure. It becomes enjoyable. A person will temple the nafs, will also feel some kind of pain in the nafs sometimes. But as soon as the person has done what he should be doing, has done the right thing, has temple the nafs, the next is that the person now feels such a happiness in the heart. Alhamdulillah. Allah Ta'ala helped me to stay away from this haram. 
This is such a wonderful feeling. It's like a person who was walking through some dangerous path and now crossed over and went away safely. And how happy the person feels. Everybody was warning me this is a very dangerous place and this and that and the other. But Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala protected me and saved me. And I've come out safe and sound on the other side. Likewise, a person who truly turns to Allah Ta'ala and a person then in getting to Allah Ta'ala, he gives up sin. So like a person got saved from some danger and feels happy, at that moment there will be some sacrifice, but then he feels so relieved and he feels so happy. That, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has blessed me, Allah Ta'ala has protected, protected me and saved me. So inshallah, we should now start engaging ourselves. We should start putting in some extra effort. More tilawat of the Quran Sharif, more istighfar, start pondering, start reflecting. This is something, unfortunately, we often totally neglect. We don't reflect, we don't ponder, start thinking, start giving some time to thinking that, Ya Allah, this great Mubarak month is coming, how am I going to spend this time? Ya Allah, I am such a weak person, I have so many weaknesses in me, and then I get easily distracted. But Ya Allah, if you open the door for me, then it will be very easy. Now you are talking to Allah Ta'ala. This is part of that reflection. Part of that pondering. And then to think now, how am I going to make this work? How am I going to stay away from wasting my time, especially in anything impermissible, totally out? Okay, this phone becomes a challenge for me. What am I going to do with this phone? How am I going to keep myself safe from this? Think about it. Think about it. Nothing came to mind. Think about it again. Then some thought came to mind. and that The best thing is for me to break this phone. Now you're thinking, but how to break it? So think again, okay, fine. If I don't think I got the courage to break it, which really is the thing I should do if it got me involved in haram, then let me give it away to somebody else. Either give it away permanently, or give it to somebody who I can't access it easily from, and tell them the whole month of Ramadan, don't ever give this to me. And by that time, make sincere toba, and Allah Ta'ala gives tawfiq, stay away from it forever then. But, now one is thinking, is sitting, is pondering. When one does this, Allah Ta'ala opens the way forward. Allah Ta'ala opens the solutions. Allah Ta'ala opens such a thought in the heart, which then now guides a person. That, okay, this is the right way to go. But this comes when this fikr is made, this thinking. person is pondering, reflecting, to try to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. All these sins in my life, how am I going to rid myself from this? And now I need to bring all the correct things. I need to get my salah online. I need to do other things. Sort myself out in so many things in life. How am I going to do it? So to sit down and give some time to thinking carefully. To thinking and pondering. And inshallah we will see how Allah Ta'ala opens a way for us. So besides increasing our amal, sometime we need to be sitting and thinking. We should be increasing our istighfar. We should be increasing our tilawat. But some time to think, ponder. Think about our position and think about the sins that we might have fallen into. Now, how are we going to now make amends? One is to make sincere toba. But apart from sincere toba, there might be things to make amends for also. So now we need to sort that out. So we sit down and think about all this. When a person thinks, Allah Ta'ala will open the way forward for him. So may Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq that we truly we plan ourselves, prepare ourselves for the coming of this Mubarak month and make dua to Allah Ta'ala the dua that Nabi Islam taught us as well. Allahumma sallimni li Ramadan wa sallim Ramadan ali wa sallimhu li mutakabbala. 
Allah, you keep me safe for Ramadan and keep Ramadan safe for me, meaning keep it such a time that is a time of afiyat. It is a time that I can truly engage myself in turning to Allah Ta'ala. It's not a time that I am so preoccupied with something that I can't do anything for deen and for getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. And Ya Allah, you accept it from me. So this is a dua we should be making. And turning to Allah Ta'ala in all sincerity, inshallah we'll see that this Ramadan, when it has left, if we have conducted ourselves in this correct manner, we will see what a positive change it will bring in our lives. May Allah Ta'ala give me also the tawfiq and give everyone the tawfiq. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحسي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم سلمنا لرمضان وسلم رمضان لنا وسلمه لنا متقبلا اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه جمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين